In the first studio intern of 2019, we'll be discussing the Koulibaly fallout, the Wanda Icardi contract situation, Sassuolo preview, this week's Moratti, Moji, Frog and Interlegends, and much, much more. Everything here on Studio Inter, only on sempreinter.com. Ecco Perisic, uno contro uno, gioco di gambe, guadagna il fondo, il cross, Icardi, e gol, 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 Maurito il Mamba! Sono i blocchi nell'area di rigore, arriva la palla, la prende Messino! La prende Messino! Che segna solo contro le Romane e segna il gol del 3-1! Per una vittoria eccezionale! Eccezionale! Benvenuti! Buon anno, bentornati to another edition of Studio Inter. I'm your host, Nima Tavalle Ruzzari, wishing everyone a happy new year and hope you all had a nice Christmas, those of you who celebrated um, and those of you who don't celebrate it and we're just off or we're celebrating any other any other um, holiday. I hope you had a nice one as well. Um, we're back with Studio Inter, the first one of 2019. And there's been quite a lot happening since we recorded. I mean... Who could have, whoever, whoever said that Christmas was a time for peace and calm would, doesn't support Inter, uh, at least. And joining me to go through all of this is um, uh, our uh, is is uh, the uh, social media manager for uh, Serpents of Madonina, and he's also a writer for Studio Inter uh, for SempreInter.com, Mr. Will Beckman. Welcome. Buon anno a tutti. Hello. Good evening. Okay. Good to have you. Nice that you're here. And we are also joined by Semprinta.com's own preview writer, Mr. Mohamed Nasser. Yeah, hi guys. Happy New Year to everyone. Great to be back. Like you said, Nima, a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff happened the last few weeks, so uh, really keen getting in on talking all about it. And we will, uh, after we welcome our third panelist. Uh, he writes the Interlegends on uh, Semprinta.com. Welcome, Mr. Critty Smith. Happy New Year, everyone. And uh, I think in China this year, it's the year of the dragon. But in Milan, it's the year of the Wanda. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But before we um, we get to that, um, let's uh, I think we should discuss uh, what happened against Napoli. Um, as everyone is aware, um, quite a few, not everyone, but and a substantial amount of Inter fans made complete asses of themselves because I could hear it watching it on TV, uh, making extremely disrespectful racist chants towards Khalidou Koulibaly uh, of Napoli uh, throughout the match. Um, and since then, uh, Inter were were punished with a uh, with a two two match. If I'm not closing it, two two match. Um, two matches they have to play in in front of uh, like closed stadium, um, and um, well, there's quite a lot to unpack just there. Number one is, I mean, we don't have to talk about the racism; it's absolutely stupid, and I think we all agree on that. But I'm keen to hear your your, your analysis on this, Mo. Do you think that the the the, the punishment uh, was correct, or do you think that this doesn't really change anything, and therefore it was just stupid to to close Inter's uh, Inter Stadium? Um, what are your thoughts? Uh, I, I know I don't know. I don't like this stuff. Is always a bit tricky to talk about because uh, you know uh, there's always going to be like like you said, there's a lot of unpacking. So you're either going to piss off another uh, another uh, fan base or you're going to piss your own fans off. Or you... um, The way I see it, you know, uh, like you said, the actual uh, events, they like they were there, there for all to hear and see. And so there's no, no need to talk about them any further. We all know what the poor guy had to endure at, uh, in terms of chance at the stadium. 
So, so th th this is what it is. As for the punishment, you know, I don't know. Uh, it's not my place to, 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 to judge. I think any punishment is better than no punishment. And mm. I think at the same time, we've heard a lot of, a lot of you know, racist chants in other Italian matches since then. So it's easy for Inter fans to say, you're punishing us, but letting go, turning a blind eye to, to a real, you know, uh, structural problem in the stadiums in other games so why why are we getting singled out for this which really muddies the whole you know discussion like, the whole discussion exactly so bottom line is you know black or white racist chance very bad punishment very you know uh necessary and let's just let's not you know dwell on it too long for too long you know um I mean, Kurti, I mean, if you, you live in America and if you were to make a, like a comparison, has, does this occur in American uh, sports? And if it were, what, what, would, what do you think would happen? Um, this hasn't occurred in American sports in a long time. Um, you, the, 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 the race barrier has been broken through for many decades now. And I know that uh, while sometimes, you know, back in the 80s and 70s and 60s especially the players would get heckled and stuff like that for race but america has become in many ways overly politically correct but in a lot of ways it's a very good thing because it brings awareness people are hyper aware of what they say and who they offend and so it's a different culture here italy is so vastly different in the mindset of, of this particular aspect of of, of sports and life than the United States and you really what I think and this has been touched on on, on other other forms of, of media uh, you know you can this got mainstream attention over here in the States I mean that's how wow. um, that's how wow. big the story was wow and, I did not know that yeah I mean and what was suggested is it's like okay in Bergamo you have the same thing last year happened to um, Dortmund striker Mishi Bachuai and you know the, the, the way that Carlo Ancelotti, I think he's right in the way that Napoli and Inter should just leave the pitch and just say, we're not playing this game. It, this, this game is over. And I know that a lot of people would say, well, you know, you're in Champions League. Juventus has already got the title. It's the season's over as far as that's concerned. So it's not like Napoli and Inter are really chasing anything. But, you know, I, I understand Champions League's on the line. But I, I've heard other people, especially over here in our media, in our media say, well, how else do you deter people from doing this besides taking the game away from the crowd? You, if, if, if you, uh, I know Ancelotti's talked about territorialism and, and, and this, this kind of stuff. If this happens again, he, he will not believe will walk off the pitch. And um, I think that really sends a strong message, but yeah. And, and in the U S it's, it's, it's dead as far as in, in the stadium goes, you, you, the, the crowd polices itself over here. There would be too many people over here that would tell the authorities, you know, the, the, the security guards, take this person out of the stadium, you know, eject them. You wouldn't last more than, than 10 seconds if you made a racist chant in a stadium over here. You would be quickly ejected, and you would probably be banned for life. They would probably take your photo, and they would post it at every entryway so that you never enter the stadium again. So the consequences over – I don't think – I don't think there's been a severe enough punishment to where people, and I, I hate to say this because I think Inter's being kind of singled out here because it's happened on hundreds of occasions in Italy. And this is not going to be the last time that it happens, but there's, 
there's there there's there, you just wouldn't you wouldn't see that over here because it's just a different mindset and culture. And until the mindset in Italy changes, you're going to continue to see this. In the UK, um, that they, I mean, in, when the Premier League, when 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 the Premier League was started, uh, they took a really strong stance against this. But now it's starting to creep back little by little back in the back in English football again. Um, the goal, uh, a, a journalist who works for Goal, the head of um, uh, head chief editor of Goal, who's a Tottenham supporter, was at Tottenham yesterday, and he heard a Tottenham supporter uh, heckle uh, Son who was of South Korean, who was from South Korea, uh, making loads of Asian jokes uh, and, and racist chants. And he told the, um, he told the, um, uh, the stewards, the stewards didn't do, do anything. He, he told the guy to shut up and was sworn at. Since then, Tottenham obviously have contacted him and said that they're going to take this very seriously. Um, so th this is something that happens in all countries. The only difference is, is how this is handled in in um, in the UK. And I think that if we were to make that comparison, well, correct me if I'm wrong, if so many people made monkey chants and racist chants like that in a Premier League game, I think the game would be called off, don't you? Um, yeah, I'd like to think so. I, I think there's definitely a lot more shock when this happens in, in Britain than there is in Italy. You know, you, I was looking at, I was reading Gazetta this morning and um, looking at the coverage that they gave these incidents that, that we mentioned at the weekend uh, in the Lazio game and in the Bologna game. And you had to look for the article that, that was talking about it. It was, it was kind of hidden away on the, on the side of the match reports. You know, it, it's, it doesn't create this kind of shock. It doesn't create humiliation like I think it does here. Um, so I, I do think it would be called off. Well, I don't think it would be called off, but there would be... You know, it would probably be suspended. Um, I, to be honest, I can't remember when that's actually happened. But that may be because uh, an incident of the scale that we saw on Boxing Day has not actually happened in, in that's exactly quite a while. It. That, so that, I think it, it, really, it is difficult it really to say. But yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. It hasn't happened. I mean, my thoughts on this is, is very clear. I mean, this is, this is not... Um, as If you tackle it on a club-by-club... Club, I mean, I've said it on this podcast a hundred times. This this thing where where you... You know where where you just you know make let two wrongs make a right, and then sweep everything under the rug, and then you know everything is all right and and nothing really changes. I call that the Italian okie doke. Nothing happens. Everyone you know like let two wrongs make a right. Everyone's happy. Go home. But this this is this is something you can't change that way. When you have the Secretary of State of the country. Um, Salvini says say that this isn't racism, this is just banter when people are making monkey chants. That is, is a perfect example of what is the problem in Italy. I don't if 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 someone were to make that in the United States, Sweden, the UK, they'd be out of a job so fast their heads would spin. Because there that is that is racism. And this is something that has to do with Italian culture. Now, personally, I don't agree with Ancelotti that making anti-Napoli chants is the same as racism because one is territorial as to, you know, everyone is of the same country. Being from Naples is not a race, okay? Uh, we have different, we're all the, all of us are the human race, but there are races within the human race. And there's also thousand years of horrible human history as to, the, you know, as to, 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 to corroborate the difference in skin color and how we've treated each other horribly throughout history. So I don't think you can make that uh, you know that's a false equivalency in my in my in my opinion. Um, not not saying not defending it. I'm just saying it's a false equivalency. Uh, but 
Um, what I what I mean is that if this you know calling off the game, I mean Keita Baldes suffered the same thing from Roma fans against Lazio uh, uh, f- f- when he scored. Um, you know, I think the week after Lazio fans did the same thing to uh, a Torino player. Yeah, this Meta. is not Meta exactly. So this is never going to go away. Um, and and I think I, I got to say I think the the, the the club Inter. This is where I really want to give them props, and I really want to give them great great credit because i think what they did when they did not appeal the ban when they accepted the ban and instead decided to open it to for free to children that i think is brilliant because it sends a really strong message it sends a clear message where the club stands they talk the way the the statement they put out was absolutely fantastic but again i don't you know i can understand that people feel hard done by because a lot of people, you know, Inter is a world brand. A lot of people I know were traveling over and they couldn't, you know, they had to recancel flights and all that stuff. That, that's, that's for, you know, that's, that's, you know, I understand that. But at the same time, we have to, we cannot forget that, that the people involved, I mean, the person who was killed um, was a Varese uh, Ultra, uh, uh, an Ultra of a club uh, in, in, called, in, in, in a place called Varese, belonging to an Ultra group called Blood and Honor, and exactly as the name sounds, is a neo-Nazi far-right uh, Ultra. Inter's Ultra has always been far-right, extreme right-wing. In the 80s, they were Nazis. So this is, far, the, 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 this is, this is a deeply rooted issue. Um, so this, the way I see it is that either all of Italian football and society takes you know starts taking this seriously and does a, a lot of things at the same time meaning for example uh, attacking you know having having zero tolerance to this in all stadiums has cctv uh, in all stadiums uh, bans people masking their faces which is not illegal in 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 italy um in 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 stadiums so that these people can be singled out that you know all of these things need to happen and and in all and 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 that would allow the criminal elements because that would that wouldn't just apply to this i mean the amount of drugs and alcohol that are being sold under the you know at the curva like like the black market if you want by the curva to finance their activities this is a criminal element and this needs to be this is where you need to 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 attack it um and it's been attacked that way uh, in 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 the uk in germany they've gone a different way um but i i think you have to go that way um if you want to change it i think that the the legas and, and italy's attitude to solving racism can really be uh, exemplified in one move that they made last week, and that was the decision to schedule the Genoa-Milan match for 3pm on a Monday afternoon, because that way no one can go to the stadium, so no one can be racist at the stadium. (laughs) That's that's basically the logic behind it, isn't it? Like, we're not actually going to solve the problem, so we'll just do something completely senseless and will penalise normal fans who were looking forward to going to the game. I mean, it, it, I, I mean, I laughed when I saw it. I, I think, yeah, me I think too. It was, the, it, was one, it was one of the most extraordinary decisions I've ever seen from the league. Can you imagine the Premier League saying Huddersfield against Cardiff is going to be at 10am on a, on a Wednesday morning because <laughs> then because some people were doing some racing. I mean, it wouldn't happen. It's the kangaroo state. That, that goes really on. Really is, really it's is. Unbelievable. Um, but you know, my, my question, like the thing that, uh, you know, I, I wonder about is it the Lega's uh, role to eliminate racism in Italy? You know, 
as a political oh, party, oh. yeah. If they, if they, if I, think, I mean, as a political party, or do you mean the Lega Calcio or do you mean Lega Nord? The Lega Calcio. Oh, okay, sorry. I thought because if I, I think it's the Lega Calcio's yeah. duty to show that they are doing everything they can to combat racism and the problem racing within football, whilst obviously admitting that they are, f- are tackling a much wider problem. I think the problem here is they're not even seen to be doing what they are capable of. And that's what's so frustrating. Mm. You know, the, the way that they hand out these punishments is completely nonsensical. I mean, let's touch on this idea that Inter have been, have been persecuted because they've got a harsher punishment than, than other clubs, because it has been going around a lot on social media. I think the problem here is not that they're doing this to get it into, right? Because that's we just get into conspiracy theories that lead us yeah. down these blind alleys. But what I would say is that there is there is definitely something to be said there. I think the problem is they've done that. They've penalised Inter, a big club. They're going to have two games behind closed doors, which look bizarre. I mean, we all saw the Benevento game yesterday. It was like it was one of the weirdest atmospheres I've ever seen in that game yesterday. Everyone's going to be impressed that they've taken a big stand and they've they've shown that they're fighting. But that's it. They're not actually worried about solving the problem. They just want to be seen to be doing something strong. Exactly. So, and the message that they send after ignoring these incidents this weekend is, well, if you, if you racially abuse someone who's from the third division, like Nevada's players were, or if you do it you know, in a game that's not as important, or you sort of try and boo some white players as well along the way to cover the racism, that's all fine. Just uh, another one. Do it quietly. That's what do I call it. It's, That's it's, what I call it's really the silly. That it is silly, and this is what you describe is what I call the Italian okie doke. Let two or three or four wrongs make a right. Let's pretend it never happened. Yeah. Under the rug it goes. I mean, and, and and it's and it's just so frustrating, and it's so um, sad for us who love this league. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, if I can say something, um, the I think part of the problem, part of the reason why America took such a stand is because a we fought a war over slavery, and we had one of the most um, well-documented and publicized civil rights movements in the world's history between the 1950s and 1960s. And it's become, it's become a very big uh, goal of this country to, to be unified and to, to not see color. And while there are many, many races still in this country, they are, they're not cool. It's seen as uncool. They're, they're, they're quiet. They're the, silent, they're the silent minority. And you cannot go into a public place over here whether it be a stadium, whether it be a, a, a city square, and, and, and display this. And, and until it's not cool, until, until – and the other thing is, too, about the stadiums, there is no such thing as a curva in the United States. Mm. There, there yeah. is no radical, fanatical, right-wing, anti, uh, super, super fans that sit in the same place every single week, week in, week out. The, if you're at a Dallas Cowboys game, the guy you sit to next week could be the, a different person the next eight weeks for all home games. It, it, it just mm. it, it changes, and there is no such an element like that. Um, a lot of the big season tickets, for example, are bought up by corporations and resold on, on StubHub or uh, you know, what about what about there. I mean if you look at Bundesliga because Bundesliga, Bundesliga has gone another way and they they have they have the highest attendances in Europe they have a zero pol- tolerance policy against racism homophobia and sexism apparently yes. uh, and all of the clubs are owned by the members except for Wolfsburg who's always been owned by uh, Volkswagen and I think it's Bayer Leverkusen who's owned by yes. Bayer. Uh, yeah, but those are the two. Only, yeah, they, they're the only ones who who, who like who, who go. But that's because it's always been that way. But other than that, and they're also heavily regulated with how much money they can in, in, impose. But I mean, they've managed to find, I think, a, a good way. It's not perfect, but they find found to go. You know, not go the 
corporate English and American way, whilst also having the highest attendances in Europe. Yeah, but, um, but they had a campaign called Nazis aus dem Stadion raus, and that means basically Nazis get out of the stadium, and they've been doing this for quite a few seasons now. It's it's because the fans as a whole have united and they don't tolerate it from each other. Mm. And, and when, when you have the majority, the majority of people say, if you come in our stadium and you do this, whether it's at Darmstadt, whether it's in Nuremberg, whether it's in München, it doesn't matter where it's at. If you do this, you will not be accepted. Until that's the case, it's, it's, it's going to continue to happen because, and, 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 and so far, I think we've said this, we've kind of unified said this, there's, there's been very few consequences to be suffered. The punishment is, is not fitting up the crime, and, and no one learns the lesson. So the next time it happens, it's going to be, you know, okay, two, two weeks behind closed doors. Eh, not a big deal. That's fine. Um, mm. So, so it's, it, it's like, and I, I, I see Ancelotti's point. Just walk off the pitch. Take the game away from them. Really, make an impact. Make make a because I, I believe that at some point this season this will happen again to Napoli, and I want to see Ancelotti do do well in his work. This has nothing to do with Inter benefiting from gaining points on Napoli. This has everything to do with changing the game in the right way. Mm, fair enough. Right. Um, let's. Uh, we could talk about this for hours because there's so many layers to this. But yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> got to draw the line at some point. Yeah, got to draw the line at some point. And yeah. another topic. The- yeah, sorry. I was going to say the punishment. I agree with you. I think the punishment was correct, and Inter's response was exemplary. I just wanted to underline that again. Like yeah, they did, yeah. they did it perfectly. They did it really well. I agree. Right. Um, let's. Uh, something else that we could talk for hours about is the soap opera that is Wanda Icardi and Mauro Icardi. The contract situation between him and Inter, uh, and all, and 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 everything that's been going on there. Now, just to get uh, everyone up to date, what what's happened is that Wanda went on a TV show called uh, Tiki Taka just before Christmas and said that uh, Mauro wanted, uh, in the summer, uh, Juventus wanted to swap Higuain uh, and uh, a little bit of cash, I think, for Mauro Icardi. Uh, Mauro uh, Inter accepted the, the, the offer and Mauro was the one who stopped uh, the, the deal and um, Mauro was the one who didn't want to go because he loves Inter. Now, after that, uh, Auxilio, this was the day before the Christmas party, and we, we covered that back then. Now, after that, we haven't heard that much until Wanda, once again, does something that, uh, for me, is just insane. Because she goes and allows, she tells the media outlet in Argentina, TYC Sports, that, and, and she allows them to use her name, saying this is where they've got it from, saying that, uh, no, Icardi has decided not to extend his contract with Inter. Uh, this, uh, this, this. Obviously, the reactions are as they are expected to be. She walks this back and says that we could agree tomorrow, but Inter have to, um, Inter have to uh, present us with an with an offer, and we're not that we're happy with, that we're far from, for, far from that happening today. After that, uh, Inter obviously are not happy. Uh, s- someone leaks to the press uh, and Gazette in particular that Inter are fed up completely with uh, Wanda Nara's antics. Uh, and they want him to find a new uh, agent. At which point, Icardi himself, or if it's Wanda, who knows, but it's in his official Instagram account, he goes off on a tantrum, say, calling the Gazeta pseudo-journalists and fake journalists and fake news, because that seems to be what you do when you don't like something written about you nowadays. 
and um, say that he will he's very happy with, with everything that Wanda and him have done together since working together and that Wanda will will represent him until the day he hangs up his boots, followed by saying that uh, he has not received an offer from Inter that is correct. Um, now, there is a lot to unpack there as well. But let's start with, with, um, with the aspect I wanted to, I think we should start on, and that is, does this hurt Inter and how? And I would like to start with you, Mo. Do you think, do you think this hurts Inter? And if it does, how does it hurt Inter? No, I don't think it hurts Inter at all. Uh, I think it's just uh, part and parcel of the modern game. Agents playing. Uh, I mean, we've seen the whole uh, Raiola, Donnarumma, Pogba <laughs> cir- circuses that happen all over. You know, it's just it's it, it, it's a shitty aspect. Uh, yeah, you know, it's a crappy aspect of the modern game, and uh, it is what it is. But look, I I, I feel I, I feel like uh, you know. For some reason, the, the guy is like a lightning rod for controversy. For you know, but this is just part. It, it, it happens every time a, a major player, a major star, the major star, the talisman of a, of the club, is uh, is up for or not up for renewal, is looking for a new contract, and it is what it is. Um, I, I I I don't see this being as scandalous as 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 certainly as uh, Gazette made it out to be. I think. I think the comments made by Wanda to the Argentinian press were certainly um, uh, off color in the sense that, you know, uh, at a sensitive, sensitive time in contract negotiations, there, you know, maybe a little, uh, a defter touch might have been a bit more palatable to the interfans. <laughs> but, uh, I love how you, you know, express yourself. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that, that's, not, that's not her job. Her job isn't to look after our feelings as interfans, you know, sitting in Dubai or in the UK or in, uh, somewhere in the States. That's not her job. Her job is to get her client the best deal that she possibly can. And that's what she's doing, you know. And if a, bit, if a few feelings get, uh, get hurt, you know, for a... For a week or two, Icardi is going to step in, step in the pit, on the pitch and against Benevento and, and take the penalty and score and lead the team. And everything's going to be forgotten on the pitch because that's what the guy does. You know, he, he performs constantly all the time. So I, I, I'm, I'm not feeling the, the, the scandal, really. I just uh, I, 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 I try and tune this out. Okay. You know, that's, um, that's what I do. Fair enough. Uh, Will, do you agree? I do. I do. I was I was nodding there when when Mo was speaking. Um, so I didn't even sound surprised. I was just it was uh, uh, it was it was good. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that the one thing that uh, should be I think the key issue here is you have you know you have all this going on in the media. You've got a lot of hoo ha, but ultimately the only way this will really hurt Inter is if it affects Icardi's performances on the pitch. You know, I got to say, until that happens, I don't think you can really say it's damaging into because I can't see another way that it will but damage into. But, let, but let, right? me, let me let me ask you if if I mean if the captain of the team this is you know is when he says and this is what this is the way I I see it is the fact that when he says that he is happy with her performance and everything they've done together up until that point, that means that everything she does. He's behind because there's been a little bit of discussion uh, on social media that no, he carried Mauro doesn't know what Wanda is doing. I think we can put that discussion to bed now. Everything that she does, he's given the green light for. Now that in 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 itself means that as the team captain, 
when you do that, don't you think that, that that has some sort of negative effect at all when the team captain sanctions his agent going completely apeshit, saying he's going to leave the club, essentially? Because that's what that means well, look, when he says look, that he's not going to extend his contract. You're, you're, you're doing a couple of assumptions here that you don't know for a fact. So I'm, I'm, I'm like not what? comfortable with Which this. one? Which ones? Which ones? Like, like, like you're assuming the fact that Icardi puts out the statement, it means that he's, he's sanctioned what Wanda... He, he literally like, said. He literally said no, no. it. I mean, it's his said, words, not said. mine. That's his words, not mine. Ima, but if you allow me to finish, I'm okay. going to explain my point. So he could well be saying this because she's also his wife, you know. So he's, uh, he's standing behind his uh, manager and his ma maybe things got heated. And he, she told him, listen, trust me, I'm going to do this. I'm your manager. I'm looking out for you. And he's not happy with what she does. But in the end, he has to come up and stand as a, as a, take, you know, take a unified stand with his wife and manager. It's, it's, it's a very plausible scenario that this could be the fact as well. And it could be the fact that his, he's spoken to his teammates and they, they all know they're in on the, on the entire deal. Like, you don't have to assume that it's the worst possible scenario. Of course, what you I'm not assuming anything. I'm not no, assuming I mean, like, anything. No, no, no all, like <laughs> the scenario that you're outlining is, is it's quite based like, on facts. It's, it's, it's based on what he's saying. No, it's no, no. It's based, no, no. It's, it's based on your interpretation of what he's saying. No, no. But my interpretation yeah. is when he says that he supports and is behind her and will always be, she will always be his agent. That's not, I'm not exactly talking about the moon being made of cheese here. I'm taking, I'm saying that this guy, when he says this, he, it means he's backing her 100% against the, against everyone, not just the club. Oh, against maybe the maybe his wife's Instagram has been uh, slandered by interfans calling her a slut and a hoe for like, I, uh, that, that's, that's three, got nothing to do with three, him. Three days. So he's, he's coming out in support of his wife. Yeah. It but that also. But he, but you know, I'm not saying that hasn't anything to do with it. What I'm saying is that that has implications, and the implications that has is that he has a he's a captain. He's not just her wife. He's also the team's captain. And when he goes out and says that, and so and also adds that he until he gets a an offer that is correct and proper from the club, which he hasn't got. He's throwing the club directors and the club uh, leadership under the bus here. Let, let's not, you know, again, these are his words. This isn't something I'm making up. These are his words. This is what, this is how it lands when you say these things. And what I'm saying again, is... That, like, you know, like Will says, if the, if the team is uh, united as they are on the pitch, if the guys' performances aren't affected, I don't see what the big deal is. It's just, uh, it's just uh, gossip. I don't, think, I don't think it's gossip when when you when you tell when you basically throw the club under the bus the way he does because he throws the club directors under the bus. Let's not, you know, we, we no, don't. You, you, this is how you feel it. I'm I'm another Inter fan, okay. and I've seen I've seen the same givens as you, and I don't I don't I don't agree with that assessment. Okay. So it's not it's you 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 believe that he's thrown the the, the directors under the bus. Other when he says don't. that, yeah, they don't, they don't yeah, read that's it. fine. That's fine. That's fine. You they know? don't read it that so, way. But I think that when you when you say that, um, because the point I was going to make is that yeah, but when the operative the operative uh, qualification here is I think, you know, it's it's not it's not an absolute. Other people well, think otherwise, and he yeah, might be having a, another discussion with Marotta or Steven. He, we know he's very friendly with Steven, so. It's 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 I, I, I'm I'm just I'm never comfortable with with 
letting imaginations run wild. With I'm not letting any imagination run wild here. It's not like I'm saying that somebody sneezed at a press conference and that is the, uh, I don't know, that means that someone killed Kennedy and the, you know, the moon is made out of cheese and, you know, 9-11 was an inside job made by aliens who are all dude, lizards. Dude, no, we, know for a fact, we know for a fact that the moon's made out of cheese. All right, so please stop <laughs> your crazy talk right now. No, but seriously, I'm not, I'm not talking about that stuff. I'm, what I'm saying is based on what he has said in the media, how he handled that situation was to back his, his wife slash agent 110% and say that and also reveal to everyone that there, that, that there are no negotiations going on because he has not received anything that's correct and proper. That is what he has said. Uh, I don't I don't see any reason to doubt his words there. Like, I don't see any reason to doubt what Wanda said about what happened in the summer about um, that Inter won, the Inter accepted the offer from Juve. I have absolutely no reason to doubt that. I think if that, you know, I, I think they're actually telling the truth because that gives them leverage to get Icardi a better contract by making the club look like the bad guys. I completely accept all of that. What I'm saying is, that when you as the club captain, you're the flag bearer, you're the standard bearer. This is Italy. We should remember which country we're in. These things matter. And when you have a when you do what he does and, and completely says that, you know, because up until that point, everyone at the Inter, from Marotta to Steven Zhang to to Auxilio, all have been saying that, you know, we, we are talking, we are talking. What he says is basically saying, no, we're not talking because they haven't made a proper offer. He calls them out as liars, pretty much. And and that is something that, the way I read the tea leaves here, that will not fall well with the club's directors at all. This is Italy. You don't, you don't do that. And chi- Chinese companies as well, I mean, they're not exactly known for, for liking insubordinates, no matter who it is. I personally think that this is, this is a... I, I just don't see how they can repair this. Even if he signs a new contract, I've said it before, I'll say it again, I think in the summer he's going. I think they're going to sell him. And I think what we're watching now is basically the PR war between who the blame game. You know, everyone's trying to cover their asses now, I think. I think they will sign a contract, but I think he'll leave in the summer. Um, what is your take, uh, Critty? Wow, I don't even. That was. That is Critty still here? <laughs> <laughs> um, so here's the thing. Um, and some are going to agree with my opinion, some don't. We're all we're all inter inter fans, and so you know, even when we disagree, we agree. We all love the same the same team, the same club, the same colors. But here's my thing, my thing on this. Um, Wanda is just too much negative attention. She mm-hmm. she is she's constant negative attention. It seems like every single season, we have this dark cloud hanging over the club of Wanda, Nada, Wanda Icardi, whatever you want to call her, and Robert Lewandowski's wife represents him as well. But to a degree that is not even close to what this man's wife <laughs> represents him. And as you pointed out, this is the captain of the effing club. The captain. Philip Lom, uh, Jordan Henderson, Marco Royce, they wouldn't do this. There, there would be no such drama and actions surrounding a contract extension. They, they would, it would be done quietly. It would be handled in a normal manner. And yes, every agent, this goes for any sport. They want to get the maximize the money for their client because in this case with Wanda mixing family with business, that percentage of the contract goes to her because she's the agent. But you know, for normal sports, you have a normal agent and you make a percentage of whatever that contract is and that's how you make your money. And so everybody wants to maximize their client's uh, bottom line because your bottom line gets larger but this has just gone on 
I love Mauro Icardi, but this is it's always high drama with him. It's always something else. And and usually it it, it spawns from his wife. But uh, Nima, to your point, these um, things that you were tweeting about uh, over the past week, these quotes from Mauro directly, um, they can't be ignored. Like that's that's some bold language, you know. Yeah. And, and so 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 you can't simply say that. Uh, you know, I don't look at it as as, as playing cat and mouse or, or or trying to get the best deal. I mean, the, the, like you said, it, it's if these words are true and, and these are quotes from him, it's it's almost it's almost irreparable. I mean, as far as long term goes, I think he's mm. still going to be a professional on the pitch. I think he's still going to go out and score goals. Absolutely. I think he's still going to go out Absolutely. and do what he can for Inter. But I am agreeing with you. I I, I do believe I predict his his departure in the summer um, almost a certain almost a hundred percent. No, I, I mean, the thing is, I don't, it's not that I don't think he deserves a new contract. I mean, he's the 10th highest earner in the Serie A, and he's, uh, this, this, according to the rest of his colleagues, they voted him as the best player in the Serie A. So I think that his contract should be Im- improved. So I, I, wanna, I, don't wanna, I wanna disperse all doubts about that. I just think the way this has been handled and the aggressive tone with which Wanda and Mauro have taken this on and again, this is not what I want. This is not what I, I'm saying, oh, I have a breaking news. I think this is good. No, this is what I think. And this is based on my knowledge of Italy, my knowledge of, of, of the Serie A and Inter. I, I don't personally, this is, again, my opinion. Uh, I don't see this uh, relationship being, being able to be, to be repaired. Um, what do you think, Will? Well... I mean, we already discussed it. You know, I don't agree that <laughs> that Icardi is going to leave in the summer. Um, I think what's, what's what I would say is that um, if this was some kind of um, uh, exit strategy, then then it's completely pointless because this is a, this is a, a, a contract extension that will that will come into effect in two and a half years' time when Icardi is twenty eight. So if he if he didn't really want to stay, then they wouldn't even discuss it. Like it's it's. This is exactly what happened two years ago. And as far as I'm concerned, after it happened, it didn't happen the summer after or even last summer. You know, Wanda got what she wanted. Icardi stayed. He renewed. And now we're at that time again because he wants to stay. You know, that's that's the bottom line. Inter wants him to stay. And they think he deserves a contract renewal. He wants to stay, but quite rightly asks that he's, his, his wages are, are increased. Uh, they're going to have a, they're going to have a meeting. We know this because it's been reported pretty much everywhere. We're expecting something this week. It may not be it may not be sort of sorted this week, but we know that both parties want this because that's the only reason that Wanda would be doing this because it's what she did last time. It's just how she operates. Is it the right way to go about it? No, it's a bit awkward, but ultimately the the goal here is 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 communal. So I think that's why that's that's as far as the. The renewal is concerned. I don't think that's a huge problem in terms of getting it over the line. Then you have the issue that you've been talking about, about whether he's going to stay. I mean, this is this is just wonder. You know, how long was Alzheimer's known wonder? Like, I don't know, six years? Like, mm. he, they know what she's about. You know, they, this happened a couple of years ago when she when she said lots of things on, on a local TV station and Auxilio said something quite disparaging about her in a press conference. And, <laughs> you know, and then I, I, he sort of said, let's talk about serious things or something. Oh dear, this is, this is a bit odd. But then they got on with it. Like, I, w- I really would take issue with what, I think it was Critty that said that this happens every summer. It doesn't. It happens when he's going to renew his contract. It didn't happen in the summer. It didn't happen last summer. 
It didn't happen after he got that renewal. She, did, she, she, she didn't make these noises. She was in the crowd and she was happy and she was cheering and the kids were wearing shirts on Instagram. Blah, blah, blah. Like, it's, it's, just, it's just her strategy. It's not a very nice strategy. And I agree that it's a bit awkward. But, but that's what I mean. I wonder it's, if it's not. That's, it's not that's like, my. That's that's what I mean. That the strategy. Strategy. That's exactly my point. That I. I don't think that strategy will will serve uh, will work at Inter and in a, in an Italian club. That that's my point. If this were if this were a Premier League club or or or, or even Real Madrid and PSG, I'd say it would work. I don't think it works in Italy because Italy is a different country. You don't humiliate il padrone, and especially a padrone that's only twenty six years old. And already has a lot of people looking at him, saying he's too young to be the big boss. Um, there's a lot of Italian honor and politics involved here, and and Marotta being, you know, Marotta just recently came, and this is the first hot potato he has to deal with. <laughs> Benvenuto. Benvenuto Alinda. <laughs> yeah. Here's so, Wanda. Here's Wanda. So yeah. that's that, that's my point. You know, it's it's not, again. I just want to reiterate. This isn't me wishing him to leave. This isn't me saying you know whatever. This is just what I think will happen, uh, based on based on based on what's happened so far and how aggressively they those two have decided to take on the club hierarchy. I mean, I don't want him to leave either. I just bought another damn jersey with his name on the back. <laughs> 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 Thanks a lot, Mauro. Well, Mr. Cheese over there in Dubai, are you still with us? <laughs> Mr. Cheese? Yeah, he said the moon is made out of cheese. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I'm here. I just had my, uh, my commute uh, while I was listening to all you. Well, what do you, well, well, I want to hear your reaction because I like that we don't agree on this. You, re you really think this is all noise and this will all disappear? Yeah, uh, absolutely, definitively, okay. and uh, uh, 100%. Okay. This is interesting. He, he, you disagree. He, 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 he may leave in, in in summer, but it's not going to be because of that. It's not going to be because of that. But he, he might leaves, leave, but it, if, if he, he leaves, leaves it'll be because they don't someone have to talk to the club. Just go and find someone exactly. who wants to pay 110 million. That's it. You can go. Bye. Yeah, the yeah. problem would be if Wanda it, was silent, because that would be yeah. her not being interested in renewing his contract. Exactly. Exactly. It makes perfect sense that way. <laughs> That's. It'll definitely be interested. I, I. I personally think when when you know, the, the re, when you said when you said Will that the club want him to stay. Do they though, really? I mean, yes. if they yes, yes, do they really? uh, yes, do they yes, really? They are not stupid. Why I'm not, on earth would they want I'll to sell you, him? No, no, but I'm not saying they want to sell him. But the, what would it achieve? No, no, They'd I'm not sell saying, your captain no, no, just as you're trying no, no. to get close to Juventus. No, 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 why, no, no, why would no, it not no, be no, in their interest? No, 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 no. I'm I'm not saying they wouldn't be in their interest. But based on their behavior, that speaks some. That suggests something else. Because if you want to, you make it a priority. You don't let this drag on for three, four months, and he goes <laughs> out. They don't so want to be they held to ransom by an agent. They want to do it on their terms because they have self-respect and they want to do it in, in their way. They want to do okay. it in, not in okay. the way that Wanda tells them because then in the future, other players' agents will say, oh, look, well, Wanda made exactly. picked, up, picked up a hornet's nest. Yeah, but that's, that's why they're not doing it. That's, that's why they're doing it their point. way. But that's my point but, but that's exactly. Why they're not but that's, that's my point exactly. Because now it's gotten worse. Do you think? Do you think they've got any self-respect left after the way she's treated them? And and yes, he's, yes, okay. because they they dealt with it very well, and they continue to say that we're going to do this the way that we want to do it. Mm. You know, and it, yeah, you know, it I, I actually well, well, I liked what Marotta came out and said yesterday. And you know, just yeah. like you said, well, it, completely confident on on uh, uh, well. It's the same thing. Yeah, unfazed. Uh, we know exactly what we're uh, what we're after. The renewal is going to come. We're we're, and it's going to take time, and that's it. You know. Okay. Well, my I, as I said, I think the renewal will come. I think we all agree that the renewal will come. 
I just think that uh, the renew- irrespective of if the renewal comes or not, I think if the renewal comes, that means Inter can get 100 million for him. Uh, but if the if the renewal doesn't come, he's out in the summer. And if the renewal does, if the renewal still comes, I still think he will leave. I still think he will leave. I I can't shake this feeling, and and this will have to do with this because I just cannot see them repairing for all the reasons that I've said and for criticism. I just don't see this 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 relationship being able to be repaired after you after you talk and and if you if we so aggressively take on the club hierarchy the way he and her she have. That, that, that's the only that's the only reason I have. Again, I don't I don't I'm not saying I want it to happen. Uh, I'm just saying I think it will happen. What we're I want, back, we're going to come what, back to this in future weeks anyway. So let's. Oh, move. definitely. What I, what I want, I want to hear Fulvio on this as well. Yeah. What <laughs> we I want to get everyone's view. Absolutely, we're definitely going to bring Ali. I want to hear Alex view. I want to hear Fulvio's view. We're definitely. But uh, what I want is for Juventus to play in Lega Pro and Inter to win the treble every year. Uh, <laughs> as the captain, but that you know what I want and what I think will happen are two different things. Right. Uh, let's move on to um, to to the the actual football. <laughs> as uh, what's uh, that again? We, <laughs> I mean, we did play we did play uh, Benevento yesterday, but I really I mean that was you know it was it's uh, it's un- this isn't a word, but it's unanalyzable. Yeah, I mean you know it's just it's such a weird event. It was a weird event. It's like a friendly. <laughs> it really was. Candreva scored twice. I mean, yeah. you know, I was wondering <laughs> is it a coincidence that Antonio Candreva <laughs> scored twice in the game that no one was there to see it? <laughs> I mean, no, who's no. going to believe him when he goes home in the evening? <laughs> I scored two goals. No, you didn't. No, generally, I did. Well, no one saw it. It's your word against mine, mate. Oh, dear. I feel so bad for Candreva. It's really become like... A... Antonio Candreva scores a brace and no one's there to see it. Did he really score a brace? <laughs> it's, like, it's like that philosophical question yeah, the about... the tree that falls in the wood. The tree that falls down. Same with the... Dalbert. I mean, this is, just a, this is just a dream that someone's invented. <laughs> right, we'll tell him this happened. Because no one's going to... Because otherwise, it'll never, ha- it'll, never, it'll never happen, actually, when people are there. One thing that will happen is that this surreal spectacle of an empty San Siro will, will once again take place on Saturday uh, when Inter play uh, Sassuolo. Uh, I think it's at uh, 8 in the evening. I'm not sure. Um, I, th- I think so. Uh, will, do you, do you know uh, if you have got any better information? Uh, well, sorry, what, did you, what is it? Uh, yeah, no, no, it's 8.30, 8.30 on... Yeah, it's 8.30 on Saturday. It's on, yeah, it's 8.30 CET, I should yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. So it's the Saturday also, evening slot. Yes, uh, and Inter will play Sassuolo, and we all remember that beautiful game that started the season, the the misery. And the one at home last season, and the one at home the season before, and the one... They've won three times in a row against us at San Siro. Yeah. This, is, this is serious. This is, no, but seriously, it is. And, yeah. And, and this is... Um, I'm, um, I, but the thing is, I, I, and Sassuolo have been really good. I think uh, their coach, uh, De Zerbi, is, is doing an excellent job. Um, and, and, I've, and they've been one of the surprises of the season uh, for me. Uh, I think um, they, uh, I think they've done really, really well. I did not expect them to do so well. Um, so, Will, take it away. Yeah, there are risks in this game. Um, obviously, Sassuolo have this hoodoo over us, so you know, let's be careful. But generally, that they are a team that they make it difficult. Let's remember that Deserbi was Benevento coach last season and Benevento looked like Barcelona for an hour at San Siro when they came last season because, you know, we, I mean, admittedly, we Inter were in an awful period then. It was sort of the, 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 the moment that the season sort of got back on track, but it was a very difficult evening. They, they made us look pretty, pretty ordinary. Um, it must be said, Sassuolo have had a horrible run of form. I'm just looking up just so I don't get the numbers wrong, but they have had a really, really nasty run of, 
uh, results. But yeah, so they've won, you know, they beat Frosinone, but other than that, they've won like one in the last nine or something. So they, they have certainly fallen off quite a lot. But in a way, that makes me even more nervous because <laughs> this is this is the this is the moment that that they might uh, that they might rediscover what made them so good at the start of the season. Same for Torino, actually, who we've got next. I was a bit worried looking at the newspapers this morning. I mean, Christ, Christ, who's it coming up? <laughs> oh yeah. It's us. We're going there. But no, let's get back to this one. Let's, let's worry about one game at a time. Yes. Um, let's, it's difficult. I, was, I like the fact that I, I was worried about what effect the, the empty stadium would have against Benevento because we all remember what happened with a full stadium last year against Pordenone. That didn't happen. So that's good. It showed that, that they were serious. They, they, took, it, they took it seriously. Um, first game after the winter break. No one's there. You kind of get lulled into a full sense of security. Oh, it's 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 awkward, but you know these are the games that we need to win in order to to be comfortable when you know the Europa League comes back. You know we need to we need to use the next month to put ourselves in the position to have a go at the Europa League, so that we're not desperately looking for points to qualify for the Champions League. That's I think that's the key for these next sort of four games. You know, just just keep your head straight, get the points, and give ourselves a little bit of wiggle room because. I mean, we haven't spoken about the Europa League at all yet, but I'd quite like to have a, some kind of go at it. Like, let's, let's, not be, let's not do what we did two years ago. So these games need to be, need to be won. Um, I'm just thinking, we haven't got any suspensions or anything this weekend, have we, or any particular injuries? So it should be a, should be a full team. Um, I mean, are we ever going to beat Sassuolo? Like, what, what? The thing is, are we ever going to beat them? The thing with that, it feels like every time we beat them, we completely destroy them or we lose to them. Like, there's no middle ground. It's either we win 7 0 well, away or home, or yeah. they beat us 3 1 2 1, and we'll, you know, and, and, and just are a bogey team like Atalanta were. This is um, this was uh, the Politano game last year. Wasn't yeah, it? exactly. Yeah, and Berardi, <laughs> we always know he, 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 yeah. he always, we, he always yeah. turns up. Yeah. against Inter. Well, he hasn't scored in about a decade, so it was well, about time. Well, well, he, I think he will against Inter. I think he did yeah, last exactly. played them again. Yeah. So, uh, you know, yeah. I'm sick and tired yeah, no. of these Inter players always scoring against Inter. Well, he never was. He was meant to be an Inter player for about three yeah. years. And, yeah, not and Inter players, was. Inter fans. Inter fans, sorry. Not yeah, me. Falcinelli. Oh, God, oh. another one. Played, played like Kevin Lasagna. They all scored. <laughs> all the, the Inter is the all turn on us. It's very yeah. sad. Yeah, tell you what. Mo, what what are your thoughts going into this? Yeah, no, I think uh, I think I'm, I'm. First of all, I'm I'm super glad it's not uh, the midday slot because uh, Sassuolo midday or Atalanta midday. There's no need to even preview the match. You know, it's not going to go well. So at least it's the evening slot. So uh, we we've got that bit of luck behind us. I also think um, you know with uh, with with Politano on the side. In, uh, on our side this time, we have maybe the, a bit of a mental edge on, on them. So no, I'm, uh, I'm looking at this game and I think it uh, should be a straightforward three points. I'm not, uh, not too concerned. Thank well, you for well, being here, Mo. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I don't, this is what, I'm not on your side for this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the thing, is with Mo, the thing is with Mo, Mo is, when he talks, he talks so calm and he's so, like, soothing that he's just, like, I mean, I swear to God, I want, if I'm ever, I hope I'm not, but if I'm ever in a 
plane and it's going to crash. I want you to hear your voice calming me down because it's just you're so calm and cool and collective and soothing. It's just amazing. You should be a, you should be a weatherman. You know, it just, you're never going to even if you wake up, with, even if you wake up with your house destroyed by a storm, it's OK, because Mo will just tell us what we want to hear. Yeah, no, it's no, a very but... sunny day. <laughs> Don't worry, man. It'll be all right. <laughs> no, but, but, but you know what? I've been I've been pretty good with my predictions this season. Yes, you, you know? have. Uh, You've been really good. You've been and, really good with them. And when things are when things seem like they're going to go south, I kind of I kind of I call it when I feel it. So no, I, I think I'm feeling mm. good this match. I th I think a lot depended on 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 the Benevento game, uh, like you said, Will. You know, seeing how the players would react in empty stadium coming back after the winter break. I'm re I'm really glad we had that tune-up match first. You know. So uh, everything looks in order. Uh, the players looked fired up, and uh, you know, uh, it's it's only going to be an infinitely better side that uh, steps on the pitch uh, on Saturday because of the lack of uh, Lanoki and Candreva. So, no, I, uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm confident. This is a big month because this is where yeah, if it's, it's going to go true. if it's going to go south, it will go south now. You know, this is, exactly. this is, I think this is a really interesting moment to see how much we've improved. Because after the Juventus I mean, game, this has been you know, the, it could have, in previous years, it, that was it. We, yeah. But we got 10 points or, from those four games afterwards. And it's, you know, the Kiel game didn't end in the way we wanted, but 10 points, right? And that's the other thing. We haven't spoken about the fact we beat Napoli. That's the real shame about yeah. all this nonsense. That was a big win, right? And we played yeah. really well for, for an hour. Yeah. So, you know, this is, this is a team that's going places. So, I, yeah, we should win. It's just... Just that name. I don't. I don't trust these games with Sassuolo. It's. It's just. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy now. I think the Atalanta game. When that was. That was. I think we were all spot on on that. And I remember Mo, you saying that this is yeah. the ultimate bogey team, and they really are. Yeah. Uh, Fulvio yeah. said it as well on on Twitter. He's like, there's a seventy percent chance we we lose and thirty percent chance we draw. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we just knew that was going to go wrong. Midday in Bergamo in the rain. Yeah. My goodness. that was that was just that was just um, uh, a tax. But that was just a tax we had to pay and get out. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, the, to the to the fates, you know, the <laughs> tax to the fates. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Right. Um, okay. So prediction time then, uh, Critty. Uh, let's start with you then uh, about Sassuolo. So I'm gonna I'm going to quote Will that we should win, and I'm going to quote. Mo, that we are going to win. Um, I'm going Whoa. to say, <laughs> nice. it doesn't matter if we play a 4-4-2 with Lataro and Maro uh, as dual forwards. doesn't matter if it's a 4-2-3-1. doesn't matter if it's a 4-1-4-1. doesn't matter if it's an 11-0-0. Um, <laughs> these games, there's mentally and there's some kind of aura around these particular clubs with these names, Torino, Sassuolo, Atalanta. There's... I, I can't explain it anymore. It, it, it's just, it's, it's taken a life of its own. And since the, I guess you would say, the Mourinho era, the, the, there's these, these mediocre clubs that have somehow found a way to poach points from Inter. And uh, Inter, unless it happened, they can go from one week of beating Napoli to the next week, uh, or as we saw at the same, within the same few weeks, they, they, they drew cable. So, I would say, if you look at this match on paper, of course, this should be a no-brainer at home in the San Siro uh, in front of uh, two people, um, uh, a camera. In front of a lot of kids. Yeah, yeah, kids. kids. Yeah, kids. Yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, it should win this game, but we cannot take into we cannot take out of consideration the fact that these 
matches are the ones like, you know, Udinese is another one that we talked about. And this is, this is around the time last year when we stumbled on Udinese um, and, and, and started to really lose momentum before we got it back uh, towards closer towards the spring. And I agree with Will on the fact that it would be really nice to have a nice, you know, six, seven point uh, gap between us and the at least the fifth place team. So you're comfortably in the Champions League when the Europa League play starts again in February, uh, because you don't want to have the pressure of, you know, having to focus uh, too harshly on getting three points every time out in the league and also trying to focus on winning an aggregate score in, 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 the, in the Europa League. I don't want Inter to not take that tournament seriously. I think they should. And I, I hope they will, because we definitely disgraced ourselves uh, the last time we were there. So um, it, it, it's to me, it's this is a this is just all on the players and their men- mentality. It, it's a matter of saying, I, I don't you know, it's a matter of saying this is Sassuolo. We're better than them. We, 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 we outclass them in every single position on the pitch. We have uh, an excellent manager. We, you know, all this stuff. We're at home, but it, it's, it's a matter of executing and simply, for once, not getting off to a sluggish, slow start in one of these games against these mulligan teams it, it, or bogey teams, whatever you want to call them. It's, um, it, it would be really nice if we could start fast, uh, you know, uh, much like this Benevento game and get out to a 1-0, 2-0 lead before they can even gather themselves. So um, I would be an, an idiot and insane to predict that that's going to happen because it's historically speaking over the last five or six years, that is the exact opposite of what's happened. So um, I'm going to hope for the best in this. I'm just going to hope for the best and, and, and expect the worst because this is one of those teams that um, I cannot tactically or from or, or rationally explain why Inter does poorly against, especially Sassuolo. But as Will pointed out, the win streak uh, and the poor performances that Inter have shown against this specific club at home uh, has, has, has been kind of uh, an embarrassing mark on the last couple of seasons. So uh, predictions and scorers, guys, quickly. Starting with you, uh, Critty. Uh, this is going to be 1-1. Oh. Who'll, uh, who'll score? Uh, I'm going to say... That uh, we're I, this would be classic. Uh, I'm going to do this just because. Yeah, now, yeah, Icardi's going to score a penalty. That's how we get our goal. <laughs> Will, um, I don't have a huge feeling about this game. I don't have a don't have a hunch. So I'm going to say one nil, and I would like to think that it would be the man that we haven't talked about at all because so much has happened since the last pod. Uh, Nine Golan. Because that, cause oh that's yeah, yeah, the last yeah, pod as well. Yeah. <laughs> remember when he got suspended and yeah, you know, then he. Yeah, remember yeah. that whole thing on Christmas Day when yeah. he when he said when when the audio of him leaked saying that he wanted to leave the club yeah, and he wanted it was quite, to make quite Christmas, to wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I love him. There's never yeah. a dull moment in this yeah. club. One one uh, nil Raja. One nil Raja. <laughs> nice one, um, Mo. Yeah, I don't know, guys. I think it's going to be a pretty comprehensive, straightforward win. I think it's uh, we're looking at a 3-0 or a 3-1. I think Politano's definitely finding uh, the back of the net. I think Icardi's going to score. And someone from the midfield, maybe uh, maybe Brozovic, maybe uh, Raja if he plays. But I think it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be a comfortable win. It feels like winning this game isn't enough. Inter need to batter them. 
to, to, yeah. to, to, <laughs> to avenge that's a, that's the last four years. You see, that could happen. <laughs> that's the thing. That's what I mean. We either lose to them three. I want another six, one. two. I'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, th I think seven is the magic number against them. Either we win seven nil. Well, that hasn't or... happened in five years, though. Like, no, we, it's, maybe it's time. It, it's time. Therefore, it's time. It's like the only time we win against this team is when we batter them seven nil. Yeah. So it's time to do that again. Uh, I, th I think we'll win. I'm with Mo on this one. I honestly don't see Sassuolo being uh, a problem here. I'm more worried about Torino than I am about this. Uh, Mazzari, uh, the, the uh, grumpy okay. headmaster, coming. Oh. You know, when you <laughs> see when you see Torino. <laughs> Increasing <laughs> as an intergame approaches, you just feel. I was praying they won that match yesterday. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? They're playing their way to Roma as well this weekend. What if they lose? It'll be like it's gonna be. They're gonna be playing the. They're gonna really need a result against Inter. It's gonna go wrong, and isn't it's it? Going to come, and it's yeah. going to come. You'll know. Uh, yeah, and Matsari. Oh God, no. Uh, well, let's leave that until next week. <laughs> yeah, we we got to have something to talk about next week, uh, and it's it's got. And, we can discuss Nangolan next week, maybe. Yeah, we can. We need to. Oh my God, that <laughs> was so wrong. much to go through. I was I was in Bloody the middle hell. of Christmas dinner when I saw my phone, and I was like, oh. really, what was choked on my turkey. Right, um, uh, right. So, um, yeah, uh, I I think Mo is. I'm I'm with Mo on this one. I don't see this guy. I don't see this game at all as. Um, we as, should uh, as... make this a uh, badge. Uh, I'm with Mo. <laughs> exactly. I'm with Mo. With with you and a picture of you smiling too, uh, like a yeah. big, 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 <laughs> big close up of you smiling with I'm a slab of uh, <laughs> just uh... yeah. <laughs> Shout just out to drive home. <laughs> Shout out to <laughs> I love your food vlog. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> right. Um, let's uh, let's uh, move on. Uh, to the part of the show where we uh, walk down memory lane, uh, talking about highlighting someone, uh, a coach or a player from Inter's glorious history. Uh, it's time for Inter Legends with Mr. Quiddy Smith. Non è un personaggio uh, che che può essere sostituito perché era un personaggio assolutamente unico. Il fatto che abbia sempre uh, pensato e avuto nel cuore due colori, il nero e l'azzurro. So. Today we're going to do a little bit, I wanted to change up the format a little bit and talk about whether this guy actually is a legend. He has an Interlegends article written about him on SempreInter.com, but uh, this is, hey, we're going to just, just debate whether we think this guy is an Interlegend. He's definitely a Bayern Munich legend, and, you know, he actually spent a little bit of time at Spurs, and Will, are we guessing who this is yet? Uh, yes, yes, I think I've got it. You got it, <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> um, I hope so, anyway. So anyways, we're going to talk a little bit about the former German national team manager, the former U.S. men's national team manager, uh, Mr. Jürgen Klinsmann. And what he is, is absolutely, he is a third of a legendary trio, a legendary group of players that enter under Giovanni Trapattoni's early 90s inter squad that won a UEFA Cup as well as a 1989 uh, Scudetto. However, he was not on board for that particular Italian championship. He came much later, uh, actually not much later, but um, came on a season later. And his time at Inter was basically a, a, a year or so shorter than Andreas Prime and uh, Lotto Matteos, the other two members of that trio. Basically, so so they all three decided to go their separate ways. And, you know, the, the, the fact is, Jürgen Klinsmann is absolutely a legendary player. There's no question about that. He uh, has he's he's done uh, many great things, of course, for the German national team, uh, Bayern Munich, uh, Inter, uh, Spurs. But we want to debate a little bit about. We've always talked about these players and what they've done 
for Inter and and how they're legendary. But today, I think we're going to talk about: Is he actually? Is this person actually an Inter legend? Do we think that that he's qualified to be in that category of players? I think he's certainly, if nothing else, an honorary mention. But you know, like I said, the the, the, the key fact is. Uh, Inter legends are usually measured by silverware, and he, of course, was not along for that ride in 1989. Brime was, Loto Mateos was, and uh, Trapattoni, unfortunately, did not get uh, the services of Klinsmann until uh, months later. And uh, while he does have a UEFA Cup to his name, uh, it's, 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 his time at Inter was very short. And unlike with Ibra, who only won uh, silverware when he was at Inter, uh, Jurgen Klinsmann cannot really cannot really put forth um, that same resume. So, so guys, I want to talk a little bit about today, uh, Nima, with with you all about whether we think Jurgen Klinsmann is worthy of the title of Inter legend. Oh, um, I think that's a really interesting point you bring up because, to be honest, he didn't exactly. I mean. He didn't do with what Breme and Lothar Mateus did because he came after, a year after, um, uh, as already being a world champion. Uh, uh, sorry, no, no, he, he came the season after Inter, the record, the 88-89 season. Yeah, he uh, never won a Scudetto. No, he didn't. But he win, He did win the, uh, the UEFA Cup, I think, twice. I'm not sure. Um, but, uh, 1991, yeah. 1991, they won the UEFA Cup. And, yeah. Uh, that's his. That's his. That's his, his. His claim to fame at Inter was that was that UEFA Cup. The thing is, I for me, Klinsmann, the three Germans. The, I mean, like they, they. It's so hard. This um, I haven't really thought about it. I need to think about this a little bit more. Um, so maybe I'll hand it over to my uh, to my uh, fellow tri- trio German lover who became an Inter fan at the same time, Mo. Yeah, um, it's it's a very interesting point because yeah, I I, I think it's it's a difficult to judge. I mean, it's it's a bit harsh to say he's clearly not an internet le- legend because he clearly was part of a legendary trio. But of the trio, he's the guy who did not win the scudetto. He's the guy who played the least. So, and he's probably his prob like his best club football was probably not spent at Inter. His even though he's like, other than what he, when he played at Stuttgart, this is the longest uh, at Inter was the longest spell at a single club that he's played in his career. But still, he's probably better remembered in Bayern and Tottenham than he is at Inter. So I don't know. I think he's he's part of a legendary trio. He's uh, but if taken in isolation, I don't think he should really qualify as a legend by himself. But it's as really, part of that really trio, because I'm, if, he joined, I'm, if, if he joins in '88. And wins that '89 Scudetto. I think that changes the entire conversation. When you absolutely, yeah, as as it does for Mateus and Bremo, you know, you know. So these guys are certain, certainly legends, you know, uh, in their own right, and uh, no one can take that. No one, no one can question that uh, label. But with him, it's different. So yeah, but but I mean, he is a leg- He is part of a legendary trio. So I think for me, I'm comfortable saying saying that and keeping it at that. But if you well, want to call him an inter legend, I'm not going to hate on that either. You know, <laughs> I think it's so hard. This is so hard um, because he didn't really, he didn't really, you know, set the world alight at Inter. But the fact that he's one of the few players to have won the European Championship and the World Cup, and 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 the you know the character of Klinsmann, it's so so hard to to. Um... But I mean, it depends on as you guys said. Like 
what what your definition of an Inter legend is, is if it is um, that you know did he do what did he do at Inter and is that qualified of being a legend? Then no. I mean, let's be honest, he didn't. We we can't. Um, you know, it's um, no. I I. I no, I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no because although I think him he is a legend, I don't think he's an Inter legend because he didn't do enough. Absolutely a legend as a football player, without question. But yeah, Inter legend. Will, what are your thoughts? I would agree. I think if you, I think I think Mo put it perfectly. He was part of a legendary trio, but if you were to tell someone who knew nothing about Inter about the the three Germans. He's the third German you'd bring up, isn't he? He's the he's the last one. You know, Mateus and, and Bremer carry such a different weight. You know, you could almost forget he was there, which sounds really cruel, but it's. I, I mean, he he won the UEFA Cup. He scored in the semi final, but and he played in both legs of the final against against Roma. But he won the Super Cup. But no, I mean, what happened? They finished third. They finished third. And then they were about eighth, I think, in the last year, like with the, when it went wrong. So uh, no, a, a legendary German trio. He can get in by association, but not. I mean, would you tell if you were talking to people about what was so great about into the late nineties? Would you bring up Klinsmann? I don't think I would. Mm. Yeah, I don't point. know. That's a good point. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Um, I. Uh... And the thing was, he was he was brought in as kind of Trapattoni's final piece, which the team never reached the heights again domestically that they reached in 89. But he was actually brought in as, because, you know, we've, we've said this a couple of times, but people need to remember that in that, that day and age, there were only three um, non-Italian players allowed in Serie A on a roster. So all three of the foreign player spots were occupied by Andreas Prime, Lothar Mateos, and Jürgen Klinsmann. And it's so funny because that was supposed to be kind of the, it, there's that famous picture uh, from the t- where, where they're on that, that, that mountainside or hillside and Trapattoni's in the middle and you have Klinsmann, Prime, and Lothar Mateos like surrounding him. It's, it's, you can find it easily on Google if you just search for into early 90s. And he was supposed to be sort of this, this crowning achievement signing that was supposed to take you know enter to another scudetto and you know maybe even maybe even do you know win 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 three out of four or, or whatnot but they just never were able to to reach those heights again which which i think that may you look that you may look at that as kind of the team I, I hate to use the word regressed but maybe you would have to say that based on points and based on uh, uh placement in the table that they actually got a little bit worse with him. What are, what are your thoughts? Well, that is, that is interesting because I do, I do know someone who just thinks that the worst piece of, well, I mean, he said it was the worst piece of business in Inter's history. It might not, he might have been exaggerating, but one of the worst was the decision to replace Ramon Diaz with Klinsmann because Diaz was part of the team that, that won the Scudetto that year. Now, I have to say, I haven't, I didn't follow, I Correct. Was, we, we made a whole thing about how I'm so young, so I can't claim to have seen Inter that won the, the Scudetto in, in 89, other than on videos. But there, there was a sense that actually maybe Inter could have won the next couple of Scudettos if they'd kept Diaz, because he would have, been, he would have given more to Klinsmann. I, the more I think about it, the more I just think, no, he's not. We're, we're, just, we're just kind of sanitizing the word legend, I think, if we, if we include him. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree with everything. Uh, <clears throat> so, Nima, real quick, is that oh, the, the differentiator besides, just, you know, we look at, like, people who, who weren't enter, you know, not for five or six years, not because it's easy to judge someone like Vieri or someone like that who was at the club for, for, for more than just a couple of seasons. And when you look at the, the body of work, uh, Ibrahimovic wasn't there that long, but look what he won and look how many goals he scored, scored in that time. So if you're judging Klinsmann by that number, then you would probably say maybe 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 underperformed a little bit or, or, or whatnot. I agree. I agree 100% with that because um, he he was I mean he was one of those players where you thought everything was set, everything was there for him to succeed, like all the chips were were racked stacked up for him to just knock them down and knock it out of the park, and he just never really got going. Um, and, uh, and I think that's why, uh, it, it, uh, it is, a. Uh, I can see why someone would say it was bad business, um, by, by, um, by, uh, Inter to sell, you know, to, to get rid of Diaz and bring in, uh, Klinsmann because it turned out to be, but, but, you know, yeah, no, I, 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 I've decided that we shouldn't throw that, you know, even though I like Klinsmann as a person, I think he's, and as a player, he is an absolute legend. I, I think we have to, we can't just throw that around. I mean, we've had some amazing players that failed at Inter, um, you know, that, that didn't succeed uh, that much, who are, who are fantastic players. I mean, Andrea Pirlo. Uh, genius footballer, but didn't work out at Inter and then went someplace else and, and, and turned out to be a, one of the best midfielders to ever play the game. Uh, but at Inter, I would hardly call him a legend. Same thing as Baggio. Baggio suffered under Lippi uh, at Inter. And, and I mean, I love Roberto Baggio. He's my favorite Italian player of all time. Uh, but I couldn't say that he was an Inter legend because he didn't achieve anything at Inter. Uh, but he's a legendary player. So, no, I, I I would have to say no. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with that as well. I think, I think Mo, you're kind of the, the, the last one out. You, I, think you, I think you said no, or did you make a decision? No, I, I said he's part of a legendary trio, and uh, I'm, I'm fine with him. If someone wants to call him Inter legend, I'm okay. If someone wants to say he's not worthy of the term legend it's also fine you know but uh, for me he's part of that legendary trio that's it awesome yeah. awesome good stuff guys great right um let's uh, move on to the part of the show where we pay tribute rip the piss out of and make fun of someone or something in the world of football starting with the negative stuff uh this week's moji which will be presented by mr will beckman Yeah, I mean, we've we've kind of discussed it, really. I'm, I'm taking, when we say this week's Moji, I'm, I'm kind of choosing a Moji for, since the last time we nice recorded. One. Nice one, um, nice one. <laughs> and we've already discussed it. Um, it's the Inter fans that disgraced the club on Boxing Day. I mean, that I don't, I know, it's, I don't want to add too much because we've, we've been over it, but, you know, how how you can support a club with Inter's origins in particular and <laughs> think that, that that kind of opinion is okay to hold, uh, and you know, actually, no, I should I should clarify. Maybe you know, we don't know what they really sort of philosophically think, but to to think that to do that to a player of color is is okay, then you know, 
where are we going? You know, it's just, I think the that's club, why the, the club was so, in, was so angry and they were so sort of uh, unforgiving in the way that they, they reacted. It's just, it just goes completely against what this club should be. So I think they have to be, they have to be the moji for this last I mean, minutes. Imagine, imagine supporting a club that was founded with the words, we call the club Internazionale because we are brothers in the world. And they make racist sounds. It's like, there's I mean, a definition of stupid that we've reached here now. Unbelievable <laughs> ignorance about what it should be. I mean, I felt, I felt, I felt, I, I really was disappointed. I, di I didn't expect that to be that bad. I know that uh, people that we know have said that they've heard such things when they've been to San Siro, but it was so obvious. And it, and it, went, it did, it went round the world. As like we pretty said, it was big news in America. It was big news in England. You know, Inter never gets spoken about in really in England. and this was on all the sites it was being talked about everywhere that the fact that you know I went into a I went into somewhere last week and someone oh yeah your your fans are racist then I hear like and it was it was a joke but that's kind of the you know that's what that's that's the name that they've given us and it's really horrible so it's disgusting I, absolutely disgusting right let's move on to uh, something much more positive this week's uh, this week's Moratti which we presented by Mr Positivity himself Mr Monasa He's, he works a lot, he's intelligent, and he surprises uh, people sometimes with his uh, ideas. Not easy to find one person of this uh, qualities. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> this will be my, uh, my theme uh, to, to the Moratti. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> I love it, I love it. <laughs> Should we rename it the Mo? No. The Moratti. The Moratti. The Moratti. The Moratti. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, look, um, uh, like, it, it hasn't been, a, uh, not my opinion anyway, a particularly bad uh, bad couple of weeks, you know, the racism against Koulibaly uh, notwithstanding, but it hasn't been uh, full of uh, positivity either. It's been more insanity than anything else. So I'll take uh, I'll take uh, Kandreva's brace as a sign from the gods that uh, even uh, even he can be redeemed. So uh, that'll be my Marathi for the week. Kandreva brace at the San Siro. Who would have thought it? Mm, nice one. Who, nice who would have believed it? No one saw it. <laughs> <Mark>. <laughs> <laughs> Now you guys know how it was during the Nefci game, because that's exactly I mean, what you saw was exactly how I felt when I was sitting there oh, alone, God. alone on the entire, on that entire side. I was like, look, I was freezing my ass off. Were you, were you there as a fan or were you working? No, no, I was working. I was working. So were you doing a report or something? Because you, yeah. you, you could have sat there thinking, I could literally write anything and it wouldn't make sense <laughs> because no one else has seen it, the game. <laughs> no, well, that's how it felt because the, that entire side of the stadium was empty except for me and three other journalists sitting on the on the press stand freezing our asses off. Oh. I think we all moved together actually in the second half to be close to it because <laughs> it was so freezing. It was so freezing. It was in it was in December. It was like the last group stage game of the Europa League. Yeah, Marco Livaya scored two. I'm looking up the team just to see what kind of oh yes. oh yeah it was it was beautiful oh yes <laughs> Garitano Paja Benassi Romano Pare Pereira <laughs> Livaya <laughs> Bandini yeah Good grief yeah it was, Errani uh, these are all players who are in Serie C now <laughs> yeah I know this was uh, the Stramoccioni era where he oh, where yes. he uh, where he basically unleashed 
the entire yeah. era. And, and Coutinho, he was there. Yeah. Too. Coutinho was there. Yeah, everyone was like 11 years yeah. old, and he was one of them. <laughs> Um, <laughs> is that is that is that a, a more or less harrowing experience than your trip to the Bentegodi? No, no, that was that was that was uh, the Bentegodi was just that was just that was disgusting. This was more weird. This was like hearing them talk <laughs> on the on the pitch and hearing them shout. That was you know, and then Stramaccioni shouting and hearing his voice echo all the way up. That was that was that was that was. That's funny. just this is just money, by the way, of the tweet of the Christmas period. You saw this, Nima, didn't you? From one? the one about Nangolan's punishment. Like, oh. is that from? Oh, I can't remember her name now. I don't follow her, but uh, she said, uh, uh, Nine Goland said that he's missing Inter, so to make him feel more at home, Inter have got a stadium band so that their stadium's just like Roma's. So there's, always, <laughs> there's no fans there or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because yeah, it was, yeah, shout out to Skinyar at Skinyar. Yeah. Yeah. Safia. Yeah, that was brilliant. So in order to now he should feel right at home, given yeah. that he's used to playing in front there of no one. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah, Skinyar. Yeah, shout out at Skinyar. Right. No. Uh, um, yeah. No. That was uh, the that was weird and it was cold. But the the Bentagodi one was just horrible. It was raining as well. It was brilliant. Oh, no. Like let's move on. Um, let's move on to uh, the part of the show where we like to make fun of something or someone. And uh, no, this week's frog, which will be presented by myself. Now, uh, I, I interpreted uh, this, uh, the week, uh, the, the segment, uh, the way you did, Will, um, because since yeah. we last spoke, I don't know, this is, I, I don't understand how this has not been reported more in, uh, in, in English-speaking media, because it is the funniest and weirdest thing I have ever heard in my life. Um, if you all remember the, the charismatic Paraguayan goalkeeper, Jose Luis Chilaver, who, um, who, who used to take free kicks and penalties, um, he has a brother called Rolando Chilaver, uh, who he works with. And he is uh, the head of a consortium uh, in, in Ukraine, Odessa. Uh, and he had quite an interesting Christmas. I'm quoting uh, the, this paragraph. I'm quoting from a uh, from a newspaper called Trome, um, and and it basically goes. Uh, this paragraph pretty much says everything. The brother uh, Jose Luis Chilaver, brother uh, Rolando Chilaver, is has had a quite a, is going through um, a difficult period of scandals. A series of videos about uh, at a restaurant and a nightclub concerning alcohol, cocaine, sex with transsexuals, report of kidnapping, human trafficking and rape uh, against a prostitute who supposedly worked for the Ukrainian mafia, which ended threatening Jose Luis Chilaver and his brother and his brother's son uh, to, to, to threatening to kill them unless they remove the complaint against them. <laughs> So basically what happened is that Rolando Chilaver and his son in during Christmas, they were, you know, happy. They were at a restaurant and they got a little bit drunk. And then he, father and son, decided to have a little bit fun. And so they decided to uh, decided to um, uh, to order, as you do halfway through your dinner at Christmas to order some cocaine and some transsexual prostitutes and some other prostitutes and started streaking in the restaurant, showing their willy uh, to people. Um, this completely got out of hand. There are vi there's, a, there's video of this, all of this going on, uh, which is leaked in the media. Um, 
And this and this is apparently, from what I've understood, Rolando Chilaver is the. I think he's 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 the, he's he's supposed to be the coach um, of Odessa, uh, and I think they're funnily named the Inter Odessa as well. So there is an Inter connection, uh, Inter Odessa FC, um, and uh, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, he. That was his Christmas. So remember, party like a rock star. Screw that. Party like a Chilaver, because uh, apparently all of this. Kid, the, the kidnapping, the sex with transsexuals, sex with, with female prostitutes, video of all of this, streaking at restaurants and drugs, all of this happened in a span of six to eight hours. Um, so, uh, yeah, party like a shilava. Yep. Um, <laughs> I had not that. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it's insane. And it just wow. gets weirder and weirder and Merry weirder. Christmas, since. everyone. <laughs> exactly. This all happened over Christmas. So yeah, you you know, if you think now nah, and and it just gets weirder and weirder and, and Jose Luis Chilaver is completely innocent of this. Uh, he's I think he's part of the business um, consortium that wants to take over this club and um I that whole deal is um is very close to being to being uh, to being thrown offside, and and the fact that they're called Inter Odessa as well, it's just it just made it too perfect for me not to bring. I had to bring it up. I just thought, <laughs> is this the first ever January episode in the history of this pod where we haven't discussed the Mercato? I think so because yeah. nothing's going to happen. Too much has <laughs> happened. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. the opposite of Inter's Christmas. Nothing exactly. will happen. <laughs> exactly. This this is this is the calm period. Inter yeah. aren't a normal club. When everyone else is stressing, Inter is calm. And when everyone else is having Christmas dinner, yeah, <laughs> we're, yeah. <laughs> we're the opposite oh, club. Yeah. Right. Um, I wanted to thank you, Will, for joining me again this week. Thank you, guys. It's been great. I'm looking forward to round two of. Uh, Icardi debate soon as possible. Oh, we have to bring Fulvio on for that. Yeah, I want to hear. I want Fulvio unleashed on this debate as well. Yes, uh, and I'd also like to thank you, Mo. Hey, always a pleasure. Thanks, guys. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Fonzie A. <laughs> right. I think um, we're flagging here. <laughs> yeah. End it, Nima. Uh, yeah, I will. Uh, thank you, Mr. Critty Smith. Hey, thank you guys. It's a pleasure as always. Uh, and until next time, I'm your host, Nima Tavale Ruzzari, wishing you a good week, three points, and sempre e solo Forza Inter. Forza!